0: My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. As we get started today, I recognize engaging God's Word for yourself can feel daunting. And while our featured song will give us fresh inspiration as to where to study, the episode guide will give you the interaction tools you need to dig in. So grab your episode 475 guide at michelleknizat.com. Forward slash four seven five download, And if you've already subscribed to my email list, this guide is already in your inbox, ready to help you discover and meditate on God's word in new ways. Micah Tyler's song, Praise the Lord, caused me to look deeper at another songwriter's lyrics, an ancient songwriter whose words God declared were his words when he caused them to be included in the Holy Scripture. So who is the songwriter? Well, none none other than King David in the lineage of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And our heartfelt praise is only deepened by a greater understanding of the Lord's character and His work. We'll study both in a Psalm of David this week. I can't wait to get to that, but first, let's listen. I'm gonna sing it, I'm gonna shout it. The devil come try to get me gonna praise the Lord. It has been said our theology should lead to doxology. Well, what does that mean? Well, our theology is the study or understanding of God, and our doxology is the physical act of worship to God. So the more we learn about God, the more we should be motivated to praise Him. And I'm going to add, the more we know about God, the better we will be at praising Him because we'll praise God for who He really is, not some image of our own making. So when Micah Tyler sings about praising the Lord, I went on a mission to find a psalm about praising the Lord. There are many to choose from, and I actually picked one uh, that I've studied on the podcast a couple of times before. But every time I read God's Word, I learn something new. Why is that? Am I not paying attention enough that I'm missing something? Well, perhaps, and I mean it really, perhaps, you know, sometimes I just don't fully retain everything I read and study. But also let's consider this. You approach God's word with an open heart. You read and meditate on a psalm like the one we're going to read and meditate on today. You learn something new about the Lord or it impacts you in a new way. It changes the way you pray. It changes the way you praise. And then you pick it up again somewhere down the road and discover that you've been changed. So now you are a different person than you were when you last studied it. And not only do you have a deeper understanding of God and his word, but you've had life experiences shape and mold you as well. So it makes perfect sense that I'll see something this time that I did not see when I studied this psalm in episode 103 or in episode 332. So without further ado, let's open our Bibles and read and meditate on Psalm 103. And it begins like this. Psalm 103 verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. In other versions, it says, praise the Lord. See why I came here? Micah Tyler's song is declaring that he is going to praise the Lord, and this psalm is instructing us to praise the Lord three times, in the first two verses even. So, in fact, this psalm introduces a series of psalms of praise grouped together in Psalm 103 to 107. So, if you want to explore other psalms of praise, just keep reading. Now, the first thing I did before interacting with the text is to read it for myself. And I like to read in context. In fact, I think that might be my favorite Bible interaction tool exercise. And I call these exercises Bites for short. And you can start implementing them in your own time in the Bible. So to read in context in the Psalms is just to read the entire Psalm. And that's it. In this case, it's 22 verses. I I don't want to break apart a verse or take verses outside of the context of the whole song, and I call it a song because psalms are that, they are song songs, uh, because I don't want to take a portion of the text out of context and then distort its intended meaning. So reading in context is a great bite to incorporate every time. But because psalms are self-contained, if I don't have as much time, let's say, in, in a particular week to explore larger portions of text, then I like picking a psalm and just sitting in them. And I'm not going to read this entire psalm to you on the podcast, but in your own time, I encourage you to read it through. In fact, take the bite of repetition and read it through several times, and then pair it with the bite of reading in various translations, and you're really going to start to interact with the text in new ways. But let's go back to the beginning. Psalm 103, verse 1, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Now, who is David talking to here? His soul. David is talking to himself. You're going to see inner dialogue throughout the Psalms, which brings me great comfort, by the way, because I, myself, I talk to myself. (laughs) I don't know about you. But I love what I read in a commentary this week. The authors tell us that we can be like David. And uh, the commentary says, We too may shake off gloom and apathy by reminding ourselves about the nature and work of God. When we think rightly about God and consider His grace, it engenders gratitude. If we aren't praising God truly, we aren't thinking about God rightly and deeply. That's so good. In fact, this psalm opens and closes with the same line, bless the Lord, O my soul, or in the New Living Translation, let all that I am praise the Lord, or in the NIV, praise the Lord, O my soul. So we have these positive self-talk bookends on this psalm, and we need them in 2023, don't we? I I don't know about you, but I hear a lot of people with negative self-talk. But what we see here is biblical positive self-talk. You see, it's not, you are great, you are wonderful, you are worthy, but rather, come on soul, let's get our focus on the right thing, and that is how great and wonderful and worthy Yahweh is. So what is it to bless the Lord? What is it to praise the Lord with all that is within us? So one trick I like to use when trying to fully understand something is to consider the opposite. And that's a bite, by the way, consider the opposite. So let's consider the opposite of praise. Many of you know that I am working on my first novel. It is a parable of sorts, a story used to teach a deeper concept. And so mine is going to be a teaching parable to highlight the doctrine of the authority of scripture. And writing a good story that my future readers can immerse themselves in is really important to me. And one aspect of that is just straight up good writing. So one sign of poor writing is to repeat words, especially in close proximity to each other. So the online thesaurus is always open on my desktop when I'm writing. This way I can find synonyms for words that I've already used in a recent sentence or paragraph. So I pulled up my handy-dandy online thesaurus to consider the opposite of praise. And I use wordhippo.com and it has a tab for antonyms, which is a word that has the opposite meaning of another word, in our case, the opposite of praise. And so it displayed words like blame, accuse, critique, Complain to, curse, dishonor, ignore, and forget. And when we do any of these things, we are doing the opposite of praise. Now, I'm not sure how often I'm one to curse God, but depending on the circumstances, I might be tempted to complain to him rather than praise him. On a bad day, I may even blame him or accuse him. But I want to really focus in on this ignore and forget business that's in this list. Now, that is what I often do. I get so wrapped up in my mess that I forget to call on him in prayer, much less praise him through it. Turns out, I'm not so far off from King David. Let's read verse 2 again. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Why is he telling his soul to forget not? Because he knows that's the opposite of praise. And we have a tendency to do that instead. And what benefits is our soul not to forget? Well, let's read them together. And they start in verse three. Who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. Forget not the benefits of following Christ. We are forgiven, healed, redeemed, crowned, and satisfied. And then you can turn these truths into phrases of praise that your soul declares back to God. I praise you, God, because you forgive. I praise you, God, because you heal. I praise you, God, because you crown me with steadfast love and mercy. I praise you, God, because you satisfy me with good things. This is way better than positive or negative self-talk, most of all because it's not self-talk at all. The self-talk is, hey soul, praise the Lord. And then you literally turn from self and remind your soul about the benefits of serving our gracious God. Moving on to verse 6, we learn more about the Lord's character. It says the Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. (laughs) Amen. Praise the Lord. So take the bite of marking up the text. Underline or highlight God's character here. Righteous, just, merciful, gracious, patient, abounding in steadfast love. When you then take the bite of meditating on these characteristics of God and then incorporate them into your prayer time and in your worship time, now you're praising the God of the Bible. And we're going to keep reading verse 11. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. Now, I know that this doesn't answer the immediate issues you may be facing. That speeding ticket you can't afford. That rift between someone at work. That accident that wasn't your fault, but they don't have insurance. That emergency dental work. But keep the main thing, the main thing. Consider eternity. God has done the most miraculous thing. He doesn't repay us according to our iniquities. No, he, he removes our transgressions from us praise the Lord. And this is not a standalone theme here in this psalm. This idea pervades scripture. And so I want to take the bite of following some of the cross-references. Isaiah 38. And I'm going to link all of these cross-references in the show notes so that you can kind of take my list and go and, and Read them for yourself. Starting in verse 17. Behold, it was for my welfare that I had great bitterness. But in love you have delivered my life from the pit of destruction. For you have cast all my sin behind your back. For Sheol does not thank you. Death does not give you praise. Those who go down to the pit do not hope for your faithfulness. The living, the living. He thanks you as I do this day. The Father makes known to the children your faithfulness. So here's another really great contrast. There's a lot of details just in those few verses that show up in our psalm. But the living, not the dead, praise God. So if you're living, he's worthy of praise. He's worthy of spreading the good news to others, of telling your soul to praise him and then passing that habit on to the next generation. Isaiah 43:25 says, "I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins." Micah 7:19 says, "He will again have compassion on us; he will tread our iniquities underfoot. You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea." Romans 4, 7, blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. And Ephesians 2, 5, even when we were dead in our trespasses, you made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been been saved. So we were dead in our trespasses, but we've been made alive with Christ because our sins are covered. They've been cast into the depths of the sea. They've been tread on underfoot by our God. Our sins have been blotted out and not brought to remembrance by him. God has cast all our sins behind his back. Praise the Lord, the living, the living he thanks you, Lord, as I do this day. Now, another interesting observation I made in the cross reference is that passage from Isaiah 38. It ends with the father makes known to the children, your faithfulness, a father who reveals God to his children is a reflection of his heavenly father who reveals himself to his children. We read that back in verse seven. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. God reveals himself to us. And then you you read ahead in verse 13. It says, As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. Why? Because of this great contrast that we can see between God and man when we keep reading in verse 14. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we're dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field, and the wind passes over it, and it's gone, and its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. Praise the Lord. I am temporary. He's eternal. I'm going to take my eyes off of my temporary circumstances and praise God for his steadfast love that is everlasting. And I want to share one final exercise with you before I release you to spend some time in Psalm 103 for yourself. But I want to take the bite of completing a word study. I wanted to know what David meant by the word translated soul in those self-talk bookends of this psalm where he tells himself, bless the Lord. He's talking to his soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. So the Hebrew word is nefesh and is translated first uh, as a living, breathing creature in Genesis 2, verse 7. It says, then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground, Huh? there's the, uh, the dust again, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature, a nefesh, a soul. Figuratively, this word can be translated soul as it is here, appetite, body, breath, Mind, desire, pleasure, and self. And with this in mind, it makes sense that the translators of the New Living Translation says, it, it, which is a, a thought for thought translation, they, it, they translate it, let all that I am praise the Lord. With my breath, praise the Lord. With my body, praise the Lord. With my mind, praise the Lord. With my desires, praise the Lord. Hey, self, get your eyes off of you and onto him and praise the Lord. So what's next? Well, read Psalm 103 enough times to really let it sink in as a whole. And then if there is a smaller portion of the psalm that jumps out at you, spend some time meditating on that. Turn what you learn into prayers and songs of praise. Rehearse the characteristics of God that you tend to forget or ignore. Speak aloud God's benefits. And then while you're in God's word, let me know how you're doing. Email me michelle at michellekneezat.com. You can hop on Twitter or Instagram at michellekneezat. My public page on Facebook is michellekneezat, and we can talk about what you're learning. Now, More Than a Song is a proud member of the NRT Podcast Network, and you can check out other podcasts in the network and Christian music resources at newreleasetoday.com. And then don't forget to grab your episode guide at com forward slash 475 download. And with that in mind, I want to thank my newest subscribers who've subscribed lately like Dylan from Texas, Michelle from New York, Aaron from California, Wendy from Illinois, Elizabeth from Michigan, Laura from Arizona. Tegafatsu from South Africa. I've literally looked that up on YouTube to try to say it right. I hope I got it. Um, Aaron from New Zealand, Rebecca from California, Stephanie from South Africa, Adrian from Alberta, Canada, and Tamara from Colorado. Welcome. Now, don't forget, you can listen to the podcast directly on my website at com or your podcast listening app of choice. And if you haven't left a review yet, would you be willing to do that today by either just hopping into iTunes and leaving a review there or, uh, or I guess it's Apple Podcasts now. Yeah, I've been doing this for 10 years. Y'all can cut me some slack, but you can also go to lovethepodcast.com forward slash more than a song. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next time I will be featuring What Are We Waiting For? by For King and Country to dive into scripture. I know it's been a while since I've used a For King and Country song on the podcast and you might be asking, what are you waiting for? See what I did there? No, but seriously, if you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, X, or email. Just head over to michelleknizette.com forward slash 475. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. You can click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.